Now, welcome, adventurers, to the summer of Strahd. <laughs> back to Rocks Fall Everyone Dies 2021 Summer One-Shot. I'm Tommy, he, him, and normally I play Lieutenant Banked Marceau, but this summer I am DMing our playthrough of Strad Must Die Tonight. Hi, I'm Desombra, she, her pronouns, and I normally play Greg, but like this summer I'm totally playing Flo, the cleric of the Sacred Prawn, All Hail. Hi, I'm Scott, he, him. Normally I'm the DM, but this summer I'll be playing Abafel, Wicked Witch of Wherever. <laughs> Hi, I'm Juan, he, him. Normally I play Martello Limo Ramiro Ursino Agosto Dursi, but this summer I'll be playing Tristan Renfield, descendant of a long line of monster hunters. So, I feel like those unhelpful dragons, I feel like I want to try intimidating them again. Okay. I say we fly back out the chimney and not go back through the inside. I agree with that. Let's just go the easy way. Go up the chimney, go back. Yes. Up, yes. out, and back again. We avoid any rooms we haven't come across yet. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. We don't get time for exploring. <laughs> Exhilarating gameplay. <laughs> okay. Guide me and assist me in intimidating these dragons, you who also speak Draconic. Guidance! By the way, I just want to establish when Tristan speaks in Draconic, he has a terrible accent. It's his, like, fifth language. Draconic is my third language of six. And, by the way, his assist is just going to be, like, standing behind you, just going, yeah! (laughs) Yes! I have a hype man! (laughs) You heard what she said! So, back in the dragon room... Yep. Hey! Unhelpful dragons! I need directions, and you're going to give them to me! 26 for the first roll. Okay. And my advantage from having a hype man... Yeah. Okay, so 26. All four of the dragons turn from stone into flesh and look at you wildly as you storm in, yelling at the wormlings. All of them kind of creep into a corner, very cautiously avoiding you. They seem very, very intimidated by you. Now then, who which of one of you is going to give me directions to find the Bride of Evil? They're all pointing in a circle (laughs) around each other. If you're lying to me, I'm going to burn all of you alive. Now give me a straight answer. Truly, we have no idea... Like we were saying before, we are summoned by Strahd, the master of this house, to make sure no one leaves. We do not leave this foyer. We do not know of such a bride you speak of sincerely. Well then, who can help me if you're useless? They all look to each other. No one really enters this place. None of them really know anybody Maybe except Strahd himself. Is Strahd the only person you ever see? I can't accept that. That's nonsense, and you know it. And they kind of just shrug. Well, you're all useless. I just want you all to know that I'm watching you. You think Strahd was evil? Well, I can do far worse, my pretties. 
you, you right there. And I get up close and personal into one of the worms, and he's like, you'd make an excellent pair of boots. <laughs> it starts to shiver within its hide. And you, you over there, I think you would make an excellent set of gloves. Or perhaps your bones would make excellent jewelry. Oh, no. And you, the third one, I don't even want to use you. You're too ugly. Now get out of my sight! They all creep back into the shadows, <laughs> trying to avoid your peripheral. But they're not leaving the room. They're instructed not to. Well, we're leaving. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm angry. <laughs> I'm angry, and none of you are doing what I wanted. So the hell with all of you. Yeah. <laughs> also, I just wanted to let you know I was super serious about the therapy offer. I think you especially need it now. And I accept all major forms of insurance. <laughs> One of them starts crying. <laughs> okay, so you said you're leaving. Are you leaving into the building, or are you leaving out of the building? Honestly, at this point, I feel like going back into the building and searching for the bride is probably our best bet. We've got a little bit of time before we need to go back to the catacombs, because it seems like the catacombs is the place where the tome is going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you head back into the grand foyer. Yeah, sure. The great entry. There are three directions you can go. To the right, which is where the music was playing. There's no music anymore. There is in front of you, which is double doors. And to the left of you, there's a gigantic staircase that winds up. Hmm. Really feeling that organ music because there might have been a person there. There was organ music. There's not organ music anymore. Hmm. I feel like Stroud plays the organ music. Just seems like his style. Very phantom. Let's put it to a vote. We had three options. Yes, you have three options. Yeah, and we're looking for a bride. So we're looking for a painting or a statue? No, I think we're looking for an actual person. Like a dead person? Mm, Probably, or a recently turned person. Oh, gross. Yeah. Like someone he took? Maybe. So... One of you make me a perception check. All right. My perception is only plus two. I, I prefer using my homunculus. I just have a plus three. I have a plus five. Yeah. Yeah, I think it should be you. God. Oh. Maybe I can offer the help action to give her advantage. Good, because I got a one. Plus five is only six. Oh, and that one? Yeah. Jeez, I didn't even see it. So I definitely rolled horribly. I got an eight. Okay. To the right, which is where the music was playing, there's another doorway. You can't see past it, and you cannot use context clues, <laughs> but there is another doorway. So there are how many options, then? There are one, two, three, four. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. Four options. So there is a gigantic staircase that goes up to the left. There's double doors in front of you. There is where the music was, and there is also a mystery doorway, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Are you- I'm really feeling this mystery door. I'm also feeling the organ music. I'm also feeling the stairway. You know what? I'm undecided. Wait, doesn't the item that uh, that Dizomber have now, you have the augury ability? Oh, that's a good idea. Ooh, we could use that. Because then we could just, like, ask a question and try to get a better idea of which way we should be going. It's wheel or woe, or, like, which direction will be a boon for us or something like that. If we go through... This door. So do we have to be specific or? So what it says is by casting inlay step, whatever, blah, blah, blah. 
Uh, you receive an omen from an otherworldly entity about the results of a specific course of action that you plan to take within the last, next 30 minutes. The DM chooses from the following possible omens. Wheel for good results, woe for bad results, wheel and woe for good and bad. Nothing for results that are especially good or bad. The spell doesn't take into account personal circumstances, blah, 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 blah. If it's a good or bad idea, yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Mm-hmm. So which is the direction that we all would like to go to that we think will hand out for us? I was thinking probably towards the music or towards the mysterious door that we just saw. I don't know. Whatever you think is best, really. It's up to you. It's your spell. Yeah, I mean, the only thing is we only get one scenario. Yeah, so and we have to be specific. So should we, the scenario is just, would it be a good idea to go through the mysterious door? Or does it have to be something like, will we find the object that we need? Maybe try something like, what, would it be a good idea to go through the mystery door? Okay. Well, it's more like, if we search for the evil's bride through that door, will we get a good result or a bad result? Yeah. If we search for evil's bride to obtain the help of Strahd's enemy... I mean, so we just have to be more specific. Yeah. If we search for X in Y direction. All right. In, yeah. Okay. okay. All right. So I'm going to cast Algory. 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 Mother Algra. Oh, jeez. Mother Algra. From the icon of Ravenloft, right? Yeah, that. Yeah. So I'm going to cast it using Al- Algri. Hmm? I would like to know if we go through the mysterious door that just like popped up. Well, it didn't pop up out of nowhere, but we that, that we just noticed. Looking for. The evil's bride. I'm sorry. I have to remember exactly what we're doing. It, looking for evil's bride. To obtain for, the help of Strahd's enemy. To retain the help of Strahd's enemy. If this will work out for us. You asked this to the icon of Ravenloft. A second goes by. Another second goes by. Probably doesn't work. Stupid thing. And then you hear. Sounds like almost ringing, like a tuning fork would. Curious. You decide to pick up the icon of Ravenloft and hold it closer to your ear. And as you hold it closer to your ear, the ringing, the harmonious echo sends a shiver through your spine. And you feel celestial warmth pass throughout your body, guiding you to say that that is a good idea. Whatever created this object of power, this artifact, is agreeing that that could give good results. It is a wheel. All right, so I think we got to go through that door. Mysterious door it is. Praise the sacred pawn. (laughs) All hail. All hail. You open the mysterious door, and a fireball goes off. No. Counterspell. Do you have counterspell? I do. I should have used it during the polymorph. I was gonna say, <laughs> and I held on to it. I thought to myself, Wait, like, you beat him. You literally. I, here's the thing. I thought to myself, like, should I use it? Should I use it? Is this the moment when I need to use it? It is a third level spell. Look, it's fine. You just wanted to hit me. And besides, I've already tried expanding from horses to dragons. Why not add rabbits? I've now already been in their head. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. And it would have been a waste of a third level spell. Yeah. And besides, didn't you see me have fun pretending to be a rabbit on camera? (laughs) No, I wasn't looking. Oh, then you missed it. Best performance of my life. You couldn't see it, but it looked totally awesome. We wish you'd have been there. You gotta (laughs) believe me. Really, it was just Emmy winning stuff.
Uh, yeah, and somehow in the span of those couple of minutes, he had 17 children. What? Yeah, despite <laughs> demand, no rabbit condoms. Oh, oh, oh my god. <laughs> you arrive to this mysterious door. You open it. Fluttering torches and iron sconces illuminate this spiral staircase. It goes up and it goes down. A chill wind rushes down the circling stairway, seeming to kill the very heat of the torches. So stairs that go up and down. What technology is this? I know. (laughs) What do you guys want to do? I don't want to speak for everybody, but it's harder to go upstairs than downstairs, so let's just go up first. That's just the way I feel. Yeah, no, I agree. Oh. Okay. So you go up a floor, and you are at another landing, kind of like the one down there. Do the stairs continue up any further? It does continue up another story. Do you want to go up another story? Do we want to go to the third floor first? Check three, two, one, going down? Yeah. Yeah. All right. You go up another story, and you're in another uh, platform. And the stairs go up another story. Hello? Strahd's bride! Looking for evil's bride! (laughs) Make a perception check. Can I use a monkeyless? Sure. Okay. A monkeyless. Natural 20, so a total of 24. Oh, nice. Natural 20 on the perception check. You hear. It's the sound of a whole bunch of rats. Oh, how cute. I, Scott, think that. Yeah. I, Tommy, do not think that. Oh, little cuties. Little cuties. Well, there's probably a bunch of rats through this door. Is this the top floor or do we have one more? The stairs go up another floor. They do? I thought we only went up to the third floor. Yeah, you're on the third floor. The stairs go up another floor. I, I want to go up again. Okay, you guys decide to go up again? Yeah. That sounds fine. Okay, you get to another landing, and at this landing, the stairs do not go up anymore. However, to the left of you, there is another spiral staircase that goes up. Damn it. Are, are we in, like, a, a spire area? Is that what's going on here? Yep. Which spire are we in? You are... Remember how I said two and a half towers? Uh-huh. You are in the half tower currently. Was this like an addition? Yeah, you are. Remember how the high tower jets out of another tower? Like a low base rook tower? Oh, uh, okay. So it's like a high tower on top of another shorter tower? That is correct. Um... And right now you are going to connect potentially to a high tower. You assume. I mean, weren't we at the top of this tower already? So shouldn't we go down since Augury said something good would happen this way and we've already been up? I mean, I think there's still floors above us we haven't checked, right? Yeah, we know this is the stairwell for us, but we're not sure. So up or down, yeah. unless we have another spell that can help us get another hint? What else you got, Sombra? Um, As far as spells, I have Guidance. Is it Moot of Light? Moot of Light, yeah. Moot of Light. It wouldn't be a cantrip. It would be, it would be something else. Uh... Did you take Commune? No. Shoot. Commune would have been better than something else. I say we just start kicking indoors. Let's just do this. Let's do this old school style. Come on. Do you have locate creature or something? Oh, wait. So can I locate the bride? I thought you had locate object. I didn't even realize I had What's locate the spell creature. Say? It says describe or name a creature that is familiar to you. You sense the direction to the creature's location as long as the creature is within a thousand feet of you. The creature is moving. You know the direction of its movement. The spell can locate a specific creature known to you or the nearest creature of a specific kind, such as a human or a unicorn. As long as you... Can I just say, locate bride. A bride. Any bride. Locate bride of evil. 
Yes. I feel like that's a very specific type of creature. If the creature you described or named is a different form, such as being under the effects of a polymorph spell, the spell doesn't locate the creature. This spell can't locate a creature if running water at least 10 feet wide blocks a direct path between you and the creature. Sounds good. All right. Tristan, roll a history check. Yeah, no, that's straight. I rolled an 11. I don't have a modifier. I was too busy studying horse psychology instead of history. <laughs> the reason you know Van Richten is because, like I said, when you entered Barovia all those months ago, you met the daughter of the Burgomaster, Irina Koliana, and it was through your protection of her that led you to Van Richten. Now, you were drunk at the time in Blue Water Inn, but you remember Van Richten saying something, 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 reincarnation of Tatiana. Something, 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 Strahd will have Irina. Who is Tatiana again? Tatiana might be the original bride, and Irina might be the reincarnated bride. Or bride-to-be. Yeah, I relay that info to everyone. I think Irina might be the reincarnation of the first almost bride, Tatiana. Um, all right, so I cast Locate Creature. Um, can I... you sketch her, like, real quick, like a, a police oh. officer? I mean, there was that painting of her above the fireplace. Oh, yeah, 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 there we go. Do I have to sketch her? <laughs> <laughs> you saw the painting. So... Yeah, show me, like, the f- in the painting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you cast Locate Creature. Locate in the painting. <laughs> no, no. You cast locate creature? <laughs> yeah. How do you word the creature you're trying to locate? Very specifically, because this I... might make or break the spell. Irina Koliana. Irina Koliana. Locate me, Irina Koliana? Koliana. 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 A prawn appears. <gasps> It eyes you, even though you did not conjure it, and it looks at you with sudden eyes, and it suddenly drops to the floor, as if it's pulled like a string through the floor. It looks at you, and it looks at the floor, and it looks at you, and it looks at the floor, and it scurries over to the staircase and starts to go down. The great prawn has blessed us! Let's follow the great prawn. I've done weirder things! (laughs) Yes, you have. (laughs) I've seen that. (laughs) I've heard weirder things, but mostly from horses. You are the horse shrink. Oh my god, I'm shrinking him now? <laughs> yes. I mean, Strahd himself has shrunk a horse, so, you know, it doesn't really matter. Oh, is it like a tiny horse? Like a Shetland? <laughs> yeah, like the song? Yeah. Like a pony? <laughs> no, like a homunculus, whatever size horse. A horse monculus. Horse monculus. <laughs> so we follow the beautiful prawn down the stairs. Okay. All hail. All hail. All, All hail. Praise be. So you go down a floor, and then you go down another floor, and then you go down another floor. This is where you originally were. And then you go down another floor. Oh, we should have gone down. Yeah, one floor under, and then you go down another floor under that. This is the bottom floor. So it's the sub-basement. Yes. You hear the sound of dripping water in the distance. Oh, what a world! (laughs) Yeah. The stairs descend into black, still water that fills an arced hallway before you. The water's surface, like dark, mirrored glass, disturbed only occasionally by the of a drop falling from the ceiling. Twenty feet ahead, arched doorways lead downward from each side of the hallway, and each doorway 
An iron door stands closed and partially submerged. You hear a weak cry for help from beyond the south door, which is to the left. I go to the door. Okay, you immediately, you start to wade through the water. You thought this was maybe a foot deep. You are surprised, as this is three feet deep Uh in the hallway, and it is completely opaque. Uh, Desombra, I feel like this is a trap moment. Yes, I'm going to use my Wands of Secret. Okay, can you describe what it does to me out loud? The wand has three charges. While holding it, you can use an action to expend one of its charges, and if a secret door or trap is within 30 feet of you, the wand pulses and points at the ones nearest to you. The wand regains 1d3 expended charges daily at dawn. Okay, so you use a charge. And the wooden wand shakes and trembles. It points your hand into the water, and then it glitches. And then it points your hand again into the water in a different place, just slightly, like five feet away from it. And then it glitches, and it does it again. And it glitches, and it does it again. And then it goes back to the original one. And then it does another one. You count maybe five different separate traps in total, potentially, within the water. So, like, the water is definitely a problem. There are quite a few traps. Hey, heal me. Get back on the probe. Heal me. Yeah, let's, like, fly over this, John. But I'm a strong swimmer, and also, honestly, you're starting to make me a little uncomfortable. (laughs) Oh, stop your whining and get on the broom. All right, fine. Sure, so left or right? North or south? Which way? I mean, I think we would go in the direction that we heard the cry for help from. Okay. Yeah, the cry for help is definitely a clue. Oh, could Flo, like, open the door so it's easier to just fly through? Oh, yeah, fling all the doors open. Can I do that to all the doors? Yes! Praise be the mighty prawn. Praise be. (laughs) So you go inside. A mold-covered ceiling hangs three feet above the still black water that fills this dungeon corridor. The water is five feet deep at this point. Ten-foot square cells, their entrances blocked by iron bars, line both sides of the hall. From one of the cells, you hear a voice ask, Who's there? Irina, is that you? We've come to save you. Do I know you? Hello? Yes, we met. It is I, Tristan. Oh, the ranger. Oh, thank God. Oh, God, it's it's so nice to see a familiar face in this place. What are you doing here? We are here to kill the biggest of suck boys. (laughs) You're here to kill Strahd. Yes, with the help of my new partner. And I pull out Sunny and ignite it. Oh, goodness gracious. Wow. I would put that away if I were you. All right, and he'll put Sonny away. Irina, allow me to help you out of that cell. Yeah, please, get me out. Uh, Please. Uh, What does the cell that she's in look like, exactly? She is in a locked cell. Does anybody have a sledgehammer? Uh, no, can't say that I do. I could just start pounding it with the maces. Yeah, yeah! Woo! I encourage violence! (laughs) Is that a critical role reference? (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So, whoever wants to, make me a strength check. Since I have a strength of 20, I think I should do it. Yeah, you probably should. (laughs) Strength. Guidance. I just throw prawns at you. More shrimp skins. Delicious. Uh, Alright, that's uh, 10 plus 5 and 2 for guidance. So, 17? You're you're almost close. No, you you just can't bend the metal. It's not close enough. One second, almost got it, just a little bit more, and I'll try again. Guidance. 
But yeah, Irina from the cell is going to try to put her foot within the bars of the cell adjacent to her and help you uh, rip the lock from the cell itself. So she's helping me? Yes, she's helping you. That's how you're getting it. All right, so first roll is 11 plus 5 and 4 on guidance, so 20. Second is... Well, so th- this this is your advantage. So 20 is the roll. Ah, okay, so I don't roll again. Yeah. So you try to rip the lock off of the cell door, but instead what happens, because she's all the way at the end, is that the hinges are brittle enough that you push the hinges out from the wall and the door falls to the ground. Oh, goodness. Wow, I, I didn't figure that I'd see your helpful face here. What are you all doing here? You're, you're here to kill Straw? Yes. How, how did you get here? Oh, I feel so silly. I, um, I was defending my brother against... Against who? The four of you look around, and Strad von Zerovich is standing in the hallway. Is he in the water? No, he is standing on top of the water in the main hallway that has nothing in the ceiling. He can fly? I will say that he can hover a bit, because it's Strahd. Why not? Well, you have barged into my house. You have stolen some of my most prized possessions. Congratulations. You're annoying. What do you want? If I remember correctly, he kind of invited us in. Kind of. Oh, you barged into my house like, you told us to come in here. I don't know. I just find his motivation a little bit weak right now. He's waiting for a response. Well, I would say power again, but we remember how that turned out the last time, as I rub my neck. Yes, indeed. It's burned into my retinas. Yeah, we don't need to see that anymore. Although, I do have another fresh clean side over here, baby. (laughs) You know what? Just in case, I'm just going to go ahead and slide off this broom, and I'll just get off the broom. (laughs) You slide into the five-foot-deep water. Sploosh. be careful of those traps. I think we're here to, like, kill you because you're gross and dead. The party of three, huh? pretty small, and yet uh, you all have enough courage to come here and assault me in my own house. And you, he looks at you, Lo. Why are you here? You're just another missionary. Uh, roll me a, a wisdom save. Uh, a counterspell. You use counterspell. It's not a spell. Waste a third level spell slot. Ah, I should have... Mm. Held on to it the wrong time. All right, well, there goes the third level spell slot. What kind of... It's a wisdom save. Oh. Oh, you gotta be kidding me. Okay. Eight. Surely you didn't take all this time to walk over here and kill me. You must have some other motivations, hmm? Now, what is it you desire? Well, I'm the Shield of the Faithful, or some junk, and you're gross and dead, and the Mighty Prawn demands that you go, like, back in the ground so that she can feast on you. All hell. Praise be. The other two of you watch as Flo starts to make her way over to Strahd. And as she continues saying this, she starts to take the holy symbol of Ravenkind off her neck and offer it up to Strahd. Oh, hell no! Oh, thank you. What is it that you have here? Okay, as this is happening, can I attack him with the whip with the knife attached to the end? Yes! Yeah, sure. Roll me to attack roll. With the knife whip. I love it. Does a 12 hit Strahd? I feel like it does, right? It's just Strahd. 
you go to whip at Strahd. I feel like there's at least a little intimidation factor there. But as you go to whip at Strahd, this is the first time that you use your whip with the dagger attached to it. The weight is all off. As the dagger goes to impale Strahd, he grabs it. Oh, I see you are failing out the gifts that I give you. He takes the dagger off the whip and he plunges it into the water, falling five feet deep. Oh, I just caught that. If no one else will object, he will take the holy symbol of Ravenkind. I I object. Wait, I object too. Yeah. You are charmed currently by Strahd. You know what? Burning hands. I'll catch the cleric in it too. Strahd is going to try to save. The cleric also needs to roll a dex save. That is a 19 to save. That'll do. Okay. He takes half damage though. Yeah. Yeah. And eight. 26 points of damage. Okay. You are exasperated by the idea of your friend being... Now, friend's a strong word. Acquaintance. There we go. You cast Burning Hands, and Flo, you take all 26 points of fire damage. I'm not worried about it. Hold on. I have a rules lawyer proposition for you. Is Flo halfway deep in the water? No, she's not. She's flying. Ah, that's right. Okay. Never mind. For the sake of brevity, I'll say that Flo was charmed, but because of how powerful the Burning Hands was, the charm is over. Strahd rushes away the 13 points of fire damage and negates it somewhere. My fire spells overcome resistances. They ignore yes, any resistances. that is correct. He does not have resistance to fire damage. Roll me an Arcana check. That's an 11. No, it's over 10. Sure, why not? The amulet falls into the water. He's going to point at you, and he is going to cast. This time, I can counterspell as a reaction. At what level? Let's do it at... No, I don't want him to do anything nasty to me. Let's go with a fourth level slot. Okay, fourth level. He goes to cast something, and you completely negate it. He looks at his outstretched hand, curious at the spell not taking place. All right, I think it's time for some shenanigans. Tommy, the item that you let me have, the decanter of endless water, sure. has three different settings. One of which is geyser. <laughs> yeah, geyser? Is that what you're thinking? Yeah. <laughs> which produces 30 gallons of water, which gushes forth in a geyser 30 feet long, one foot wide, as a bonus action while holding onto the decanter. You can aim the geyser at a creature you can see within 30 feet of you. The target must succeed on a DC 13 strength saving throw or take 1d4 bludgeoning damage and fall prone. Now, here's my question. Mm -hmm. Would 30 gallons of water being produced every 6 seconds in a direction be considered running water and therefore an established weakness of vampires such as Strahd? Um... Uh... No, no, only because it wouldn't be balanced because you can just do it forever because there's no stop. Boo! On it. Boo! 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 It's really only good in this specific scenario against just vampires. Besides that, it's not really that good. That is true. I just love that you're gaming the system with that particular item. Gaming the system, having fun, and the same, really. Let's see, what would it do? Rule of cool. Rule of cool. Rule of cool. Rule of cool. Okay, sure. All hail the sacred prawn. The sacred prawn is very happy by this. You want to unstop her and do it now? Yes, yes I do. Okay, cool. You spray him with water, 
And first, he's just confused by all of this and a little offended that you're spraying him with water like some sort of fire hose. He <laughs> looks at the decanter and his eyes widen at what this could possibly mean. And he turns to mist and he's gone. As the Renfields always say, when in doubt, pull the decanter out. <laughs> All right, now you're getting those items that fell in the drink. Uh, and Tristan will go to start to get them. Oh, no, no. You're doing it, Flamingo Girl. Wait, why am I doing it? Because you're used to standing in water and picking things out from the bottom. Oh, that's true. So <laughs> I fly <laughs> down. And, you know, I do the quintessential tree pose that all the flamingos do. And I dip my head in and search for, not krill this time, but... The sacred items. And my light dagger, if you please. <laughs> Do you also decide to pick up the dagger? Yes. Okay, cool. With my beak. Yep, you find the dagger, you find the uh, holy symbol, and you are able to give them back if you want. The holy symbol is yours. So I come really, really close to the Wicked Witch of wherever. Thank you. With my beak, and I go, and she probably had to vomit it onto your lap or else it would go back into the water. Press the digitation to clean myself off and hand the glowy dagger back to Tristan. Just make sure it's tied on properly next time and practice a couple of times before you use it. Yes, I know you worked very hard to get it. Hello, darling. I'm cutting in for a moment to remind you to share this podcast with everybody. If you ain't done so already, go ahead and leave us a five-star review in your podcast app. We've got a website, too, to check out with all of our episodes in case you got a friend who don't use a podcast app. And it's got links to our social media handles, too. RFEDpod.com. If you want us to advertise your product, you go on ahead and reach out by email. RFEDpod at gmail.com. Thank you kindly. This is Bambi signing out. I think I should cure wounds on myself. Sure, you do so. So no, I don't think that Irina, myself, and you are all going to fit on the broom. Oh yeah, but I can make multiple trips. I will happily ferry you across the trap-infested water. Thank you so much. Uh, it's not like it's a long distance to get out of the water, right? Yeah, it's about like a 60-foot ferry back and forth, so it's not that big of a deal. Be sure to tip your driver and leave a five-star <laughs> review. Like and subscribe. Irina says a, a five-star review? Yes, on Apple Podcasts, preferably, but also wherever the heck you can leave a review, that'd be great, too. What are apples? Oh, Barovia has to have apples. <laughs> yes, they do. Never mind. I like that she questioned the word apple <laughs> yeah. and not podcast. Well, I mean, appropriately, Barovia doesn't have many fruits. <laughs> uh, it is a place of dreary and drab people and farmers. So mostly peasant food? It's mostly, yeah, it's mostly like horrible English boiled food and cabbage and meats. And... Okay, let me say something about English cooking right now. It's not that bad. Medieval English cooking. Medieval English cooking is actually pretty good looking. Actually, like... actually, technically, this would be Russian cooking because this place is based on Russia. So borscht and cabbage. Yeah. <laughs> A whole bunch of beets. 
beets everywhere. Most of the things that people claim are wrong with English cooking basically stem from austerity measures during the World Wars. So English cooking wasn't bad before there was no food. I mean, I agree with that. Yeah. Okay, so you are back in the main staircase. You can only go up. Where would you like to go? Up? Okay, to what floor? There's a lot of floors. I think we need to get back out of the building and then go fly to that North Tower and then fly down to the hundreds of feet down into the crypt. I'll have to make that trip a couple of times, but I'll I'll happily do it. Okay, for the sense of brevity, I'll say that it happens. And you are currently standing within the dungeon catacombs. Cool. Thank you, Flight. Yeah. Who needs Flight when you can have a decanter? Speaking of which, can Irina fight and defend herself, or is she a full NPC? Yeah, she has a long sword, a short sword, and a heavy crossbow. Wait, uh, wait she quick also... question. Mm-hmm. Where did she get these items? She has had it with her. And she couldn't break herself out of the jail cell? That is correct. Not from the inside. Ugh. And he never took any of the weapons away from her? Well, you collected her weapons as you guys got out, I'll say. All right. I mean, I don't remember doing that. I'm happy to give her my crossbow. And also, I'm sure we have an extra mace lying around. Yeah, and is she in wearing armor or is she just in regular clothing? She's wearing splint armor and she has a very nice longsword with her that she is holding tightly. All right, cool. I hand her a wooden stake, which for some reason I have nine of them in my inventory. Is this like a ribeye or is it like a, or is it a flank? A stake parentheses wooden, end parentheses. <laughs> She takes it, she twirls it, she puts it into her longsword holster. It's now empty because she's holding her longsword protectively, scared of this place. I named that one Mr. Pointy. Mr. Pointy, thank you. I'll, I'll remember it for when I plunge it into Strahd's heart, the lack thereof. No, I'm pretty sure there's a heart there. I kind of felt it. I mean, it was inside of a tin man at the time. Very grotesque. Uh, and now she just looks confused. Yes, I'm sure it was his heart you were... Nope, my name is Inigo Mondo. <laughs> Kill my father, prepare to die. You have to say it every single time you want to say something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyway, we're looking for two ebony coffins. How are you doing on spells, Desombra? Um, Let's see. I'm pretty good. Do you need healing? No, I just healed myself. All right, in that case, I guess we're ready. I will give you the description of the catacombs. Buried deep beneath the keep of Ravenloft lie ancient catacombs with arched ceilings supported by wide, hollow columns that double as crypts. Cobwebs hang limp in the musty air. A thick fog clings to the ground, which is covered in putrid waste. The black ceiling is... moving? Tristan will point up and say, bats. I mean, I thought the bats already flew out, but okay. Yeah. A lot of them flew out, but there's a lot of bats still inside. It is like a huge, huge, huge place. It's about 100 feet by 200 feet. So in front of you, a 20-foot wide, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 100-foot long corridor that leads to an opening. And then to either side is about 100 feet in different directions, both of which lead to a similar gigantic alcove, like a room built into this underground space. Scattered along the catacombs are 10-foot by 10-foot pillars that shoot up out of the ground to support the ceiling. What do you guys decide to do? Okay, so we have to get to Strahd's mom, right? Would Desombra be able to lead us there with what she saw from the icon or whatever it was? Desombra? I don't remember. 
but I should remember <laughs> because I have keen mind. Okay. I have keen mind. Uh, so how does that work? So try to remember anything that you've seen within the past 30 days, and you can remember it accurately enough. You remember the geography of what the icon of Ravenloft showed you, and you remember that about uh, 100 feet ahead of you, where you currently are standing, are the graves to King Berov and Queen Ravenova. So just straight ahead. Straight ahead. Are there any markers that I would remember? Like, what does the gravestone look like? Do you venture 100 feet ahead? Because it's kind of hard to see from this distance. Yeah, but, like, so I was there, which means I would remember, because I have, like, a keen mind. That's, like, how this works, right? Ish. You remember that ahead of you, there are two 30-foot-tall bronze guardian warriors that guard a crypt that steps 10 feet down and past those two guards is the crypt itself, which is a giant empty space, save for two coffins. Listen up, everyone. Um, Like, if we go ahead about 100 feet, there's going to be these two, like, bronze dudes who are going to, I guess they're guardians or whatever, and then the crypt is right in the front, like, with his mom or whatever. I guess his dad is there, too. But we really were just looking for his mom. I have an idea for how we might be able to get past the guards. You know the timer isn't on, right? No, man. Okay. Thank you. All right. So why don't we go there? And when we are... Oh, wait. It's it's 100 feet down? It's 100 feet away from you currently. Great. Can I see the guards? Uh, Ish. 100 feet away from you. There are stairs that goes down. And down those stairs are the 30-foot tall guards. So you can see 20 feet of guards sticking up out of the ground. I am going to cast Fog Cloud and create a 20-foot radius sphere centered on a point within my 120-foot range Mm -hmm. and make that area heavily obscured. Okay. And that should help us sneak past those guards. They are statues. They're not guards. They're guardians. They're bronze. um... I'm just worried they're going to come to life. I Oh, okay. I see. Sure, sure, sure. And it's a first-level spell. I'm okay with this. What's the radius on it? 20 foot radius. Do you center it on the ground or you center it in a space? I center it between their heads. Okay, sure. Okay, so we're planning on sneaking through then? Yes. All right. That is the plan. And we're just going to fly past. I think I have a way to help us sneak through. But, ah, damn. Hello. My name is <laughs> Inigo Montoy. Anyway, point is I'm going to cast Pass Without Trace on us. Oh, yes, I love that freaking spell. Great spell. Oh, it's a beautiful spell. Remember, you're keeping concentration on it. Yep. Go ahead. All right, so we have plus 10 to our stealth. We can't be tracked, and we leave no traces of where we go. Well, we are flying, so... <laughs> okay, who's going on the broom, then? I'll carry Iv- Iv- Ivanka. Or in, in, or Ivanka. <laughs> <laughs> Ivana. Isn't it Irina? Irina, Ivanka, Ivana. I don't remember. Yeah, we picked up Ivana Hump a lot from Austin Powers. <laughs> All right, so I carry Irina on the thing. You can walk this time. That's fine. I still leave notes back thanks to the spell. Wide steps descend to a landing flanked by two alcoves. Within each alcove, taking up the full 30-foot height of the ceiling, is a bronze statue of a warrior holding a spear. And it's within each alcove, so there's two. You cast the fog cloud a while away, and you start to make your way over. Is Irina in front of you or behind you? She's on the broom with me. In front of you or behind you on the broom? 
Behind me on the broom. Behind you on the broom. Okay. As you head into the fog, you can't really see anything. Oh, the fog was centered between their heads. So there's like a 10-foot area on the ground that's clear. Oh, so you're trying to sneak. So their heads are obscured in the clouds, and we are just going through. Okay. So you go under the fog, so that way you can see. And as you get closer and closer, you notice a thin, soft blue curtain of light extends between the two guards. Like a laser beam through a fog machine type thing? Uh, It's more like weak Lord of the Rings magic. Like a gentle light between the two. Are we talking like Phantom Menace gray shields type thing? No, more like a mist shield, if even. It seems more celestial in nature, whatever it is. Uh, I'm going to pause up for a moment. All right, can I try to use my whip to like do an attack or something? at the barrier to just test it to see what would happen. Uh, okay. Fog cloud lasts an hour, by the way, so... Thank you. You whip through the curtain, is that what you're suggesting? Or you whip the guardians? Yeah, through the curtain. You whip through the curtain. You do I mean, so with Should these. we be rolling the stealth now? You can roll your stealth check, sure. And I'm hoping that fog cloud gives us something, but whatever. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Plus two, so it's actually plus twelve because of Pass without trace. That's an 18 for me. Okay. I got a 14 plus 17 for 31. Ugh. Rangers, man. We have our moments. 26. Nice. Okay. You whip the curtain, and the whip goes through. It goes through? Okay. I'll try to move forward and go through. Okay. You go to move through it, and it blocks you. You cannot pass through it. So I can't, but my whip did. Your whip did pass through. Okay. I'm going to send homunculus through. Okay. Because homunculus is a construct. I think this might be an anti-life shell. Okay. You send homunculus through? Yeah. Homunculus goes onto the other side. Get me the book. Homunculus looks back at the two sarcophagi and looks back at you questioningly. Hey, Flo, which one was the queen? You remember that the south coffin, the one to the right, is the queen. The one to the right. The one to the right. Homunculus nods his head, walks over to the uh, south sarcophagi, and placed neatly along the top is the Tome of Strahd. Homunculi picks it up and makes his way back, goes to give it to you. But before he can, the curtain blocks it. He goes to try to give it to you again. The curtain blocks it again. He goes to try to throw it to you. The curtain blocks it and falls to the ground. He goes to pick it up again. He looks at you. He looks around. Homunculus! Open the book and turn the pages for me. I'm going to read it through the wall. Okay. Okay, sure. I'll send you... I think I have it somewhere. (laughs) Listen, (laughs) I'm just using the tools that are given to me. (laughs) Gotta love creative thinking to mess with DM plans. Horrible for a DM. <laughs> like, a stone shape is just the worst thing. I, have a, I had a character use stone shape and go, yeah, I decided to go through the floor. And I'm like, uh, 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 flipping pages in the book. <laughs> so, I am the ancient. I am the land. My beginnings are lost to the darkness of the past. I was the warrior. I was good and just. I thundered across the land like the wrath of a just god. But the war years and the killing years wore down my soul as the wind wears stone into sand. 
oh goodness slipped from my life i found my youth and strength gone my hell i had left was death my army settled in the valley of barovia and took all power over the people in the name of the just god but with none of the gods praise or justice i called for my family long unseated from their ancient thrones and brought them here to settle in the castle Ravenloft. they came with a younger brother of mine sergey uh, he was handsome and youthful. I hated him for both. Well, that's uh, understandable. I suppose hating your sister is normal. Um, <laughs> stupid Glinda. <laughs> he was a handsome and youthful. I hated him for both. From the families of the valley, one spirit shone above all others. A rare beauty who was called perfection, joy, and treasure. Her name was Tatiana, and I longed for her to be mine. I loved her with all of my heart. Now, isn't that sweet? I loved her for her youth. I loved her for her joy. But she spurned me. Old one was my name to her. Elder and brother also. Her heart went to Sergei. They were betrothed. A date was set. With words, she called me brother. But when I looked into her eyes, they reflected her name, Death. The sacred prawn? Praise be. Yes. <laughs> all hail. <laughs> It was the death of the aged that she saw in me. She loved her youth and enjoyed it, but I had squandered mine. Well, I mean, let's think about this. He was the leader of an army, a great general, and he quote-unquote squandered his youth, conquering territory. That doesn't sound like squandering to me, but I digress. The death she saw in me turned her from me, and so I came to hate death, my death. My hate is very strong. I would not be called to death so soon. I made a pact with death, a pact of blood. On the day of the wedding, I killed Sergei, my brother. He had it coming. My pact was sealed with his blood. I just make flamingo noises when he starts talking about hating death. I found Tatiana weeping in the garden east of the chapel. Ooh. Well, I wonder. Okay, no. She fled from me. She would not let me explain, and with great anger swelled in me, she had to understand the pact I made for her. I pursued her. Finally, in despair, she flung herself off the walls of Ravenloft, and I watched everything I ever wanted fall from my grasp forever. It was a thousand feet through the mists. No trace of her was ever found. Not even I know her final fate. Arrows from the castle guards pierced me to my soul, but I did not die, nor did I live. I became undead forever. I have studied much since then. Vampire is my new name. I still lust for life and youth, and I curse the living that took them from me. Even the sun is against me. It is the sun and the light I fear the most, but little else can harm me now. Even a stake through my heart does not kill me, though it holds me from movement. Uh, just note that one in the old brain bank right over there. I told you those stakes would be useful. <laughs> but the sword, that cursed sword that Sergei brought, I must dispose of that awful tool. I fear and hate it as much as the sun. I think we know what that is. Just, you know, between you, me, and the wall over there. The wall is a sword? <laughs> I have often hunted for Tatiana. I have even felt her within my grasp, but she escapes. She taunts me. She taunts me. What will it take to bend her love to me? I now reside far below Ravenloft. I live among the dead and sleep beneath the very stones of this hollow castle of despair. I shall seal shut the walls of the stairs that none may disturb me. And that's where it ends. That's why the stairs were blocked. Hmm. I would assume so as well. What is homunculus... Perception modifier? Plus four. Cool. Wow, that's not 20. Oh my god. So, as you're saying all of this, and as you're reciting it out loud for your two other friends, and Irina, of course, also to hear, Irina is absolutely perturbed by this. Homunculus's attention is elsewhere. As the fog cloud is still up above, Homunculus looks to the right and cautiously lays the 
book on the ground as you're speaking and walks behind one of the guardians in the alcoves and walks around and is where you are. Curious goes back to where he was behind the curtain, waits for you to finish. After you're done, picks up the book, closes it, and walks over to you, bringing the book with him. And he gives you the book. Thank you. Into the backpack it goes. Sure. So this is a little bit of homebrew, but I don't care. The Tomistrad, you have this. This? Yeah, I'm sending it to you because... I can, okay. because you know. are, you, are you adding it to my sheet or... No, I'm not going to just because it's text and I... Yeah. Okay. If you want to just read that one, if you can. Okay. Aloud or by, to myself? Whatever you want. If you can read it aloud if you want. Okay. Yep, I'm attuning to that. Sure, you do so. Normally it takes a while for you to attune to something, but for the nature of this campaign, you attune to it immediately. So I will send you guys a picture of what this place looks like. What do the four of you want to do now, now that you have everything, actually? Actually, I will send you a better picture. Uh, why don't you guys talk amongst yourselves? I think we should start looking for Sergei. We could wait 43 minutes and he'll come to us, but I don't think that that's the smart move. I think the smart play is just go and mess him up. Yeah, let's beat him up while he's asleep. Yeah. Let's go find his coffin, kick his butt while he's there, and then when he retreats to his coffin, when he's a puff of smoke, we stab him, chop off his head, fill his mouth with garlic, and just for good measure, we fill his coffin full of water and stir. I refill it with my decanter. Water does acid damage. And stir. And stir. Oh, and we can keep him locked in there. Close the coffin on him. Actually, wait, no, I don't have... Can we drill a hole with my beak? Your think, beak is not that powerful. <laughs> no offense. Darn. I mean, birds are scary strong. They are, but Flo has a strength of 12. What about the sun sword? Darn. Do you know that flamingos are, like, really, really, like, they only are, like, eight pounds or something crazy? Like, they're, they're super f- light and freaky, yeah. Yeah. So it makes a lot of sense that I wouldn't be able to do that. But, yeah, but what about the sword? What are you proposing? We just swipe at him a bunch. It's not that... But, I mean, I would use the sword to stab through the coffin. Isn't that the plan? I just... Knowing what I know about vampires... Don't metagame, man. Well, okay, fine. I won't use my metagame knowledge. Even though we have a vampire regularly in our campaign, and I have thought a lot about this. If you look at the last photo that I sent you, I'm sorry for how terrible the quality is. Once again, dear listeners, Tommy sent us a photo which does not translate well to the podcast format, so I'm here to do my best to describe that map to you. I'm also going to include this photo on our website page for this episode on rfedpod.com. The final image sent to us by Tommy is a close-up of Curse of Strahd Map 12 Dungeon and Catacombs, showing the catacomb in isometric view. Tommy's wallet obscures the upper left of the image, and Tommy's fingers obscure the bottom. The catacombs are roughly rectangular, about 18 by 9 squares. From context clues, each of these is a 10-foot square, and the height of the room is 50 feet, giving us the total dimensions of this area as 180 by 90 by 50. Numbered individual rooms are spread out in a checkerboard pattern throughout this space, and there are alcoves that extend away from the main rectangle on the left and the right. To the northwest is a stairwell labeled K-18 and K-18A. To the northeast is a large room labeled K-85, which is a 3x5 square room with a single coffin in the center and three alcoves on the north side of that room. 
To the southeast of the entire map is the wide stair leading down labeled K87 and further down to a 4x4 square room labeled K88 with a sun pattern on the floor in the center and two coffins on either side of that room. This is where we found the Tome of Strahd. Once again, this image is going to be available on our website, rfadpod.com. Back to the show. You guys are currently at K87 right now. Okay, where's the map? Ah, there it is. Uh, K87. And we're looking for his brother? Yes. Yeah. So this is where the parents are, right? Yep. So I would assume, since this is another member of whatever royal family, that it would be one of the bigger places. Or one of the smaller ones. We don't know. Possibly. Yeah. We've got 40 minutes left to track down whichever ones. Let's just burn so, the whole place down. What? But going from crypt to crypt on a map that our listeners can't see makes for such great content. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. for anyone who plays Carissa Stride, they have absolutely every idea what we're talking about. Yeah, but not everybody has that luxury. That's very, very fair. By the way, under my fingers is K86. Just to let you know, it's an echo of K85. Okay, cool. So let's split up, gang. Another callback. <laughs> yeah, got that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Let's go left or right first. Do we? Do... Hey, are you a high enough level for divine intervention? No. Oh, uh, okay. Never mind. That's level ten. That would be amazing, but no. Oh well. Like high level clerics are crazy, man. They're so great. Level twenty clerics, divine intervention happens automatically. So good. Call the god. <laughs> hey, hey, great prawn. I need you to do me a favor. I, do, you, do you still have your truck? I need you to help moving some furniture. Listen, man, I'm trying to get my refrigerator into my place. Hey, Great Prawn, my in-laws are flying in this weekend. Can you pick them up from the airport for me? Hey, Great Prawn, will you help me move a couch? Great Prawn, my boyfriend's cheating on me. Smite him. Give him crabs. I know that's a little bit, you know, out of your purview. but uh... Hey, Great Prawn, my toilet's backed up. Could you help me out with that? Hey, Great Prawn, do you have any more sugar left? I'm, I know, I'm sorry. I just, I'm making cookies and I want to make sure I have enough sugar. Hey, Great Prawn, <laughs> my gumbo recipe just isn't there. What is it missing? Hey, Great Prawn, while you're on your way, do you think you could pick up a cheesecake? Hey, Great Prawn, <laughs> I have crippling depression. Can you please help me? <laughs> hey, Great Prawn, I want to change the channel, but the remote's too far away. <laughs> hey, Siri, I mean, hey, hey, Great Prawn. <laughs> hey, Great Prawn, I'm with Regis and he's letting me oh, use a lifeline. Siri just came on. Oh. All hail. All hail. All hail. All hail. <laughs> um. By the way, the clock's ticking. Which way do you want to go? Do you want to go visit into some of these? Hey, Great Prawn, which way should we go? <laughs> do you want to visit some of the crypts? Yeah. Let's, okay. let's visit some crypts looking for a bloodsucker. Um, uh, which numbers do you want to look at? Uh, let's go right first as we're leaving the stairwell. Okay. You know what? No, left. Always left. Always left. Okay. You exit and you can walk 20 feet and to the left of you. To the left of your left. Who's looking? Who's approaching? Is Pass Without a Trace still holding? Yeah. It lasts an hour. We're fine. All right. I've dropped Fog Cloud at this point. Okay. Cool. So I have my concentration back if I need it. The Guardians never reacted. All right. So uh, should we start off by checking out the smaller crypts then? Okay. Do you want to go to one behind you? Do you want to go to the one in front of it? If you want, I can just I can just randomly choose them. I, I kind of want to go for the big chamber. Oh, yeah. sure. Which one? The one to the north or the one to the south? We went left when we exited the stairwell. Okay, cool. Always left. So you head south. That's KD6. Thanks, BD88. <laughs> you head south, 
and you can see in the distance there is a another crypt that is similar to the one that King Barov and Queen Ravenovia had, but this one only goes down 10 feet instead of 20 feet, uh-huh. and there are no guardians. And you can see a black ebony coffin in the distance inside the crypt that is protected with a portcullis that goes down. Is the portcullis down? The portcullis is down. The enemy gate is down. You're also like 30 feet away from it, by the way. Correct me if I'm wrong. Do I have a spell where I can detect undead? Oh, yeah. You have... Eyes of the Grave. Yeah. It just happens, I think. So can I detect whether or not there is an undead thing in that coffin? So Eyes of the Grave, it's an action. So it's it's six seconds until the end of your next turn. Any creature that isn't behind total cover... You can use this feature five times per long rest. Okay, so you want to expend a usage? Yeah, I just want to see if it's in that coffin. You won't be able to see into the coffin. Total concealment. That uh, is true. Mm. It's more like you you use it if you are looking at someone and you and you want to know if they're dead. Yeah. Okay. I do want to take a closer look at them though. Okay. Uh, you, you can't really see much from here. You want to you want to get closer? Yes, please. Okay, sure. Tristan, you definitely take the lead as you walk over to the portcullis. You get about 20 feet from it, and the three of your friends watch as you suddenly just disappear. And then rocks fell and they died. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to Rocks Fall, Everyone Dies, Summer of Strahd. It would really help us if you subscribed, shared, and left a five-star review in your podcast app. Our theme music is by Taylor Calise. Additional sound effects are courtesy of zapsplat.com. Our thumbnail art is by John Bliss. You can find more of his work at John Bliss Art. Summer of Strahd is produced and edited by me. DeSombra and Juan are our social media team, and you can find all of our social media handles and full show notes in one convenient place at rfedpod.com. Hey, Grey Pond, I just want to say I love you.